G'day, I'm Stephen Page from Page Proven, Family and Fertility Lawyers in Brisbane. You're listening to the Australian uh, Family and Fertility Law Podcast. What you're about to listen to uh, is the audio version of a video that I've recorded that you'll find, uh, if you want to see the video version, uh, on the Page Proven website. But in the meantime, enjoy, enjoy this uh, listening to my voice. Uh, I hope you find it informative, uh, and if you've got any inquiries, of course, please contact us. G'day, I'm Stephen Page from Page Proven Family and Fertility Lawyers, and I'm talking about back to basics with surrogacy. You're starting a journey, and you're going, well, what do we do now? Well, the first issue to obviously look at is, do you need to do surrogacy? Well, evidently, if you're a single man or a gay couple, it's pretty easy. Although I once had to explain to a judge about a gay couple who couldn't conceive naturally. It's hard to believe I had to explain it, but I had to explain it. But if you're a single woman or you're a heterosexual couple, you may think that surrogacy is the solution, and for some it is, but for some it's not. You don't need necessarily to do surrogacy. You might be lucky enough to be able to conceive on your own, carry on your own, or you may need the help of an egg donor. But you've got to address that fundamental question first, because I've certainly had clients who've gone down this tunnel of, we want to spend all this money to do surrogacy, involve a third party, uh, put her at the risk of maternal death, however low or high that might be, when it turns out they didn't. All they needed was good IVF uh, or they needed uh, egg donation. So once you've gone past that point, uh, whose genetic material are you using? Now, sometimes it's really straightforward. It's ours, okay. Is the quality okay? Yes. But do you need an egg donor? And I haven't kept precise statistics, but I've advised since 1988 about 1,900 surrogacy journeys. And about half of my clients are gay couples and about half are straight couples. And there's been a smattering of single men, many of whom identify as gay, but not all, uh, and single women. Uh, then we have some, had some transgender and non-binary clients uh, and uh, a couple of lesbian couples. But do you need an egg donor? And all of those, all of those batch of clients, um, three quarters of them in rough terms, need an egg donor. Of that uh, group of clients that, that I've had, uh, three quarters of them uh, need an egg donor. All the gay couples, self-evidently, all the single men, almost all the single women, uh, the lesbian couples needed an egg donor, uh, and about half the um, straight couples so three quarters need an egg donor. If you don't have an egg donor, then one of the things you then look at is where do we do it? Because you then, if you're not able to identify an egg donor easily, you look at whether you're creating eggs from overseas, having them imported, and there are clinics who import eggs um, into Australia. Uh, but if you have the other missing bit that you need a surrogate, you may then say, well, we've got to go um, overseas because 
if we create embryos here, and we might have the benefit of Medicare in doing so, um, we can't send them overseas, we can't bring the surrogate from overseas, so it makes it really hard. But let's assume that you had no difficulty finding an egg donor and you have no difficulty finding a surrogate. Now, most people don't find it so easy. In rough terms, for every child born via surrogacy in Australia, four are born overseas, or to put it another way, one in five are born here. But assume that you're in that one in five, uh, then how do you actually proceed with the surrogacy journey? So we have a population of about 26 million. We have six states and two territories, and they're all different. But I'll just talk about it in general terms. In general terms, you have to have counselling before you commence your surrogacy journey. And that's the intended parents and the surrogate, and if she's got a partner, the surrogate's partner. And both sides get independent legal advice. So one lawyer for the surrogate and her partner, and one lawyer for the intended parents. And then after you've done that, and you've got the counselling and the legal advice in place, you enter into a surrogacy arrangement. Now, in two places, the ACT in Victoria, you can have an oral agreement. And I've done a separate video about why I don't recommend oral agreements. Uh, and in most places, um, you then um, proceed. Uh, and I say most places because in Victoria and West Australia, you have to get approval from the regulator. And in Victoria, it's the Patient Review Panel. In West Australia, it's the Reproductive Technology Council. And to make matters even more complex, if you're in WA, uh, half the market's excluded. If you're a single man or a male couple, you can't do it. Where non-binary, transgender, intersex people fall into the mix is unclear because the only people who can do surrogacy in WA at the moment are single women or women who have a female partner or women who have a male partner. So, bit of, bit of a mess. Um, and WA also requires the donor to sign up to the deal and must have counselling and legal advice. Thankfully, um, nowhere else. And then away you go. And then after the child is born, you get an order from the court um, saying that you're the parents. But it's easy to put the cart before the horse. And reflecting, uh, I remember some years ago, I saw a case where uh, that had happened. The couple had got everything together. They got their surrogate. I can't remember whether she had a partner or not. Uh, they had counselling before they entered into the surrogacy arrangement. Each side got independent legal advice. And they had a written surrogacy arrangement which everyone had signed and presumably was compliant with the law of that state. And you go, okay, well, that that's all sounds pretty good. Um, Obviously the clinic was happy to provide treatment. The answer was no, not at that stage. And why? The couple had missed out on the obvious main point. Was the surrogate suitable to carry? If she wasn't suitable to carry, then what was the point of going through all this uh, psychological process um, of wanting to be parents through surrogacy and, and carrying through with counselling and getting legal advice and waiting and spending money. There was no point to it. 
So the obvious first step is when you get a surrogate, if you believe that you have someone who is available to um, be your surrogate, go and get her. Um, and I've seen reference to surrogates being people, that you could have a trans man being a surrogate. Yes, it could happen. Haven't seen it happen. So typically the surrogate will be a woman uh, and get her to be seen by uh, a doctor who has specialty, it'll either be a fertility specialist or an obstetrician to see if she's suitable. If she is, great, and away you go. After the child is born, wherever it is in Australia, there will be an order made. Usually you can't apply for it for a month afterwards and up to six months, although in South Australia a year. Uh, transferring parentage from the surrogate and if she has a partner to the intended parent or intended parents. When that order is pronounced, even before the paper version is given, the intended parents are the parents and the formal legal process has finished. So that's surrogacy back to basics. And if you want to know how much you're going to spend, it varies state by state. Western Australia is the most expensive. I'd add another 10 or 15,000 there uh, to that scene in, for example, uh, Queensland, New South Wales, South Australia. There I'd say 70,000. So 70,000 as a ballpark figure, Queensland, New South Wales, South Australia. West Australia, say 85,000. Victoria, say 80,000. Tasmania, ACT, Northern Territory, I'd say 70. And what does that comprise? Well, about 20 to 25 is the legal costs. Getting lawyers both sides, counsellors, all of that stuff. Uh, and the balance is the cost of IVF. And what's hard to say is how many cycles you get and whether the clinic will give you uh, a Medicare rebate. And I'll cover that in another video. Thank you.